This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Episode 43, The Infinite Monkey Probability. The guys keep on target today and talk about fiber and internet. Peter's brewing successes in beer and vinegar, how the CIA is hacking everything, the service IFTTT, if this, then that, website backups, and a new trivia question. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to Blurring the Lines podcast. This is our episode number 43, and I am your co-host, Adam Bell, and joining me as always is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. Here again. Here again. Guilt, guilty. Yes, guilty. charge. Guilty. Yes, and present. <laughs> and and present. <laughs> so today is uh, we we coined it as Facebook Aversion Day because we were going to do the Facebook uh, Live again this week, but we decided. Adam, what, what uh, yeah, yeah I, 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 was, I wasn't feeling it today, so. So well, maybe next honest, week. <laughs> to be honest, in, in your defense, um, everybody, uh, dear listener, talking to you, uh, Adam didn't shave today. I did not shave. And he doesn't want to s- want you to see him that way. It's uh, <laughs> not how he wants to be remembered and yeah. immortalized in Facebook. So yep, next we're week. We're doing this for you. Yeah. Next week I'll be shirtless and shaved. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Vladimir Putin, right? Yeah, I'll be on a horse, shirtless and shaved, and on a horse. And a 6'3 black belt. And a 6'3, yep, there we go. And the leader of the, I don't, I mean, we're the lead, you you know, Donald Trump's leader of the free world. I don't know what the leader of the Russian world is. I don't know how long I'd call him that. (laughs) Oh, so let me tell you about CrossFit today. Yeah, what happened? So we're doing the, It's this is week three of the CrossFit Open Games, and we're doing the Legacy Cup, which is a complement to uh, the real games. We, I am not participating in the real CrossFit Games, and I just don't have what it takes to actually do that. But it is fun to participate in something at something close to what real athletes are doing <laughs> you know it's like it's like almost playing nfl football you know and like yeah i am just like you you know eddie george or <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah I mean, this is like me saying you know like i'm sort of doing the same thing that no holds barred anything goes probably to the fighters do kind just of. kind of just like that <laughs> yeah, just like that only even close right. <laughs> so so this this week, oh, and I, did I tell you, Elizabeth, my wife, sent me this meme that says, um, unless you fell on the treadmill and smacked your face, I don't want to hear about your workout. <laughs> so, she, she doesn't want to hear about CrossFit anymore. But, then she better not listen to the podcast. Yeah. So, so anyway, so so this week, it, it didn't look all that bad, but I know that that's deceiving. So we had to do uh, sets, and it's a progressive set. So, like, if you can, 
it's a four, they're four minute sets. So if you get the first set done within four minutes, you move on to the next one. Then you've got eight minutes to get the next two things, you know, the next sets done and then on and on. So it's to your advantage because it gets progressively harder to do faster at the front end. So you have more time to take a break in between. So I got all the way to 16 minutes. The exercise was, uh, I was doing the scaled, which was uh, a pull up, like a jump over the chin over the bar pull up, but you actually could jump from it had to be overhead and I thought well that's going to be easy for the whole way through but it was not easy from the whole way through and then we had to do a snatch squat so we did sixes and then we did seven five eight four and on and on nine three on down until we were doing wait wait seven hundred fifty eight thousand three no, no, no i'm sorry so you so we started out doing uh six pull-ups and then six uh snatch squats so you that's where you take the weight up overhead squat down and back up with the weight over your head so we did that six times that was the first set the second set was seven there's three and you did three you did that three times and that was one set so then you did seven pull-ups and five squat snatch three sets and that was the third set so and it, it progressed on and i got up to 16 i did 16 minutes straight which was and i was three reps shy of meeting the time of moving on into the 20 minute bracket and it's only 24 minutes so i was i was actually proud of that performance because uh for me i there were some there were some uh strategic things that i could have done better to put me into the next bracket and i think if i did it again i could do it better but i couldn't have put any more effort in than i did i could have done better technique which would have got me those last three but i could not have put any more effort which is really what i was striving for is to you know leave it leave it all on the floor essentially because i've not working hard but you weren't working smart well i could have worked smarter i was doing okay but i could uh you know i honestly could have done better but uh but i was pleased with my effort so and uh one of the guys in the class who's been doing it for like seven years he got 141 and i also got 141 so i was (laughs) i was pleased i said hey i did as good as you joe and he said no i was keeping up with you i'm like (laughs) you're funny (laughs) (laughs) so so that was good that was fun uh my calves my quads uh lower back it's it's all gonna be shot tomorrow when i wake up (laughs) (laughs) so so on that note um i ended up uh spending more time um out of town than than normal the late routine i've been in lately has been uh on site you know with my largest client mondays through wednesdays and then you know back uh, at home or in the home office the rest of the week and um this week i ended up missing a day so to speak because last uh, saturday morning I was driving back home from Krav Maga after a nice, you know, three hours, <clears throat> three classes back to back to back, and uh, which doesn't make sense. It should be like back to back to front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back to our classes have. I don't know. But I uh, did three classes in a row, which has been becoming my, my Saturday favorite thing because it's, it's almost like doing a seminar, except that you 
scatter around and do three very different classes in a row usually so, mm-hmm. but still it's three hours of solid training that's fun so i'm driving back home and i noticed lately that my uh my subaru outback which is uh, 2005 so you know 12 years old at this point had been uh, idling a little high the throttle had been feeling a little bit off got into this intersection and I had stopped for a bit and uh, the light turned green. I uh, took my foot off the brake, put it down on the throttle and nothing happened. Oh. Push the gas down and nothing happened. Now I'm not saying like I'm in neutral and the engine is revving. I'm talking about I'm pushing down on the gas and nothing is happening. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So I immediately reached over and you know pushed my hazard lights on, and not you know one second later, people started beeping their horns because that's what you do in Boston. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't really know that I'm stopped here in this intersection. Yeah, I hadn't noticed. Thanks. Yeah, and I didn't notice that I had put my emergency flashers on either jackass uh, so luckily it was idling high enough that i was able to like idle through the intersection Uh um, pulled over put it in park put it back in fiddle with it nothing happened shut it off turn it back on again check engine light came on but the throttle started working again Ah. so i was able to limp home and then limp along to the subaru dealership dropped it off they looked at it and said yeah it's going to be almost a 500 hundred dollar repair because the throttle sensor is gone so they oh okay so i was like all right well you know 12 year old car it's uh certainly <laughs> it's less than i'd be making in payments on the thing every month so yeah. you know, you know the thing is there you know as, as these sort of things they more and more of them are coming along as time goes by mm-hmm. so i really really would like to get my new tesla model 3 if they would <laughs> you know start building it yeah but uh was kind of kind of scary somebody posted on a tesla forum and it's all it's all just like completely rumors and theoretical but someone posted a uh, theoretical breakdown of what a fully loaded model 3 might cost uh-huh. and that's with like you know the all-wheel drive the bigger battery full autopilot and driverless feature when it's been approved and available etc etc and the i forget exactly what it came out to but i'll uh, find a link we'll put it in the show notes but it came to something like sixty-eight thousand dollars uh-huh well and I, I looked at that and i said maybe i should if that you know of course <laughs> yeah, i don't know if that's true but if it is maybe i should just buy a model s right now <laughs> yeah and not wait for this you know tiny little little model three if it's gonna cost just as much i mean geez <laughs> well so. don't you remember our previous episode that you know all entrepreneurs cheat on their taxes so there's no way you could afford that car anyway because you already have a car <laughs> right that I has have a car so has, why would i want to buy a car <laughs> yeah. which is pretty funny because just before uh we started recording that banker called <laughs> oh yeah you had called you were uh you were interested in a uh, in a mortgage just wanted to see i said yeah well based on our last conversation i uh was under the impression i mean it seemed pretty clear that uh, you told me that no underwriter was going to write me a loan i believe that was your exact words so i went with someone else (laughs) and they pre-approved me in about uh, 15 minutes <laughs> so he was skeptical. Oh, well, did the underwriter pre-approve you yet? And I'm like, no, the underwriter doesn't pre-approve you. You know that. They yeah. approve you. And um, 
yeah but since i've bought and sold properties bunches of times i i'm, I'm pretty sure it's gonna happen so yeah. <laughs> which was funny because the uh, two two days or so after i had spoken to him last citizens bank called because mm-hmm. they noticed that someone else was pulling my credit history mm-hmm. and they wanted to know and i was like yeah no your uh your uh, loan officer told me you wouldn't write me a loan they're like what what well, yeah, so. <laughs> anyway yeah so on that note <laughs> so i'm noticing that your video quality is not as sharp as what my gigabit fiber video quality is um <laughs> yeah except it doesn't work like that <laughs> <laughs> oh you're, yeah. you're not you're not viewing your video quality over your gigabit fiber oh. there dude oh well you caught you caught me yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um but 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 as you were, you were saying something about gigabit fiber what, what's, uh, <laughs> yeah. what's this all about so i you know, well nashville's a google fiber town prospect we've got some live google fiber and uh so at&t is scrambling to beat google fiber to places so they put fiber in my neighborhood we talked about this in the fall and um i actually didn't think it would turn up live for a long time i mean i had no expectation and but this uh this woman was going around door to door last week and said you know you saw the fiber trucks out here we're 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 giving away fiber (laughs) sign me up i said sign me up so uh, how much are you giving away fiber she didn't say that i said that Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah she i wish she had said that uh but she's (laughs) apple so they they gave me uh gigabit fiber well that for like ten dollars less you could get hundred meg or you for ten dollars more you could get gigabit i was like gigabit i don't even want to discuss 100 gigabit and uh direct tv with a two-year contract for 152 dollars so that's cheaper than what i'm paying for tv alone and i get gigabit fiber and it's unlimited which i i don't know how they do that i don't know how they can really say you get unlimited uh because without affecting other people and they said it doesn't you know you get your full bandwidth and you don't affect your neighbors i'm like you're oversubscribed (laughs) yeah i said because i'm not you know i'm not trying to keep anything from you i need unlimited and i I run a business so if i want to replicate a server here (laughs) that's what i'm gonna do that won't be a problem for us fantastic so sign me up this is google we're dealing with they probably know a thing or two about large volumes of bandwidth (laughs) oh oh no it's at&t google oh this is at&t fiber yeah oh i thought this was google fiber yeah so no google hasn't gotten i'm just on the edge of nashville so google hasn't gotten to me yet but at&t has locked me in for two years Uh with a really good deal though yeah you're you're not gonna get anywhere near a gig but i didn't know this was at&t well you know the problem is uh i don't have a firewall that had a faster than 100 meg interface on it uh so i wasn't even realizing my comcast speed but what i did have is i had a brand new sophos sonic or firewall right here an xg 105 and and i could realize 
a gigabit speed i actually only got 500 meg up and down but i was testing to speed of me and comcast so so i didn't i i don't even know if those places it could have responded at a gig right i I don't know but but i can definitely get 500 meg and that's uh that's pretty good. There I'm you gonna go. Take, That's cool. I'm going to take back all of my Comcast gear, and I'm sh- <laughs> and it's a sad day because I'm going to shut down TiVo. <laughs> <sighs> well, you mentioned that you're at 500 megabits. Um, so I have now, um, I've, I've lived at this uh, condo now for two years, and mm-hmm. as such, my two-year promo agreement with Verizon is over. Mm-hmm. So where I had been paying $70 a month and change for uh, 75 megabits up down uh-huh. and the local channels plus HBO and Showtime. Uh-huh. Uh, now, my next bill will be $90 and change mm-hmm. for the same thing. And I was like, you know, I'm just not, I'm, I'm gone so much now. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm not maintaining, you know, the satellite office and stuff, basically everything I need is here or in the cloud. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a constant VPN going back and forth to corporate headquarters like I did, syncing, you know, data back and forth all the time. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't need that much speed right now. You know, yeah. every now and then when I go to, like you say, you know, re-image a server or something, I go to download something big, I'll notice. But in general, I don't. So I said, you know, I just want to, what can I do to keep the price the same? Well, to keep the price the same, we can drop you down to 50 megabits per second, down from 75, <laughs> and you lose HBO and Showtime. <laughs> I was like, ah, okay, great. So, whatever. My girlfriend pays for, uh, she gets HBO as part of her Comcast subscription, and she pays for Netflix. So, yeah, like, yeah whatever. And plus, I'm an Amazon Prime subscriber. So, I have Amazon, we have Netflix, we have HBO. Am I really going to miss Showtime? Mm, not so much. No. You know, I can get I can get Homeland at the end of the series when it's available in a you know <laughs> a whole box set or whatnot. Yeah. So uh, so I dropped that, but I thought it was great because I told you know the, of course there's like oh hi thanks for contacting Verizon how can I help you says the online chat bot person mm-hmm. and I said I want to lower my cost right? I want to quit know? the gym <laughs> right oh, oh wait we'll get to that so I, I said I want to lower my cost and. And uh, they said, uh, okay, well, uh, what do you got? And I said, okay, I'm looking at your product. Okay, well, what we can do is um, we can keep you at 75 megabits per second, uh, local channels and HBO Showtime for $90 and change per month. How does that sound? It's like, uh, that sounds like uh, you didn't listen to me at all. Different. That sounds different. No, it sounds like what I have and is too expensive. (laughs) And uh, similar to that, um, I have, uh, you know, I guess this this must have been the week for customer service to not listen to me. I just realized that. That's what's going on. Because I had an inquiry with Amazon. Mm -hmm. So I bought a, um, I bought a pair of forearm guards mm-hmm. so like for practicing you know striking right because we do a lot of attacks where you know like one person holds a knife the other person defends and when you have to drill those and do them again and again and again it starts to hurt 
and when it starts to hurt you start pulling you start not making honest attacks because you're like Ooh, this is gonna hurt it's gonna they're gonna and, hit me again in the forearm yeah, i know you know and and no matter how much this you know you tell yourself like after you get hit like in the in the wrist it's like getting hit on the funny bone you know mm-hmm. a few times you start pulling your attacks and <laughs> i don't like that you know i want to give good attacks but i also really not into pain <laughs> yeah so I bought these forearm guards, and they were like eight bucks, and uh, but they're an add-on item in Amazon. Mm-hmm. So you order twenty-five dollars, they ship for you for free. Okay, fine. Uh, so I also have a dash button set up for some, you know, household supplies, which of course, now that I have my echo dot, I probably don't need these dash buttons anymore, but (laughs) I bought them and they were five bucks a piece and I get a $5 credit the first time I use them. So I want to at least use them once. Right. (laughs) So my question is if I place an order via the dash button, does that count against what's in my cart waiting for add-on items? Do those work together? Or if I push the dash button, is that a completely separate order? Um, that's a good question. That's a good question, <laughs> which is why I asked it of Amazon Tech Support, mm-hmm. who said, "We understand that you have a question about a dash button and item, you know, add-on items in your cart." Period. New line paste of the FAQ about dash buttons, which does not even try to answer the question. Uh. (laughs) So they asked me, how did we do? And I said, terrible. You didn't even try to answer my question. (laughs) And to my surprise, they didn't get back to me. They have, Uh, like, I I expected like some manager or, you know, somebody would come back and say, uh, wait, you know, what happened? How could we have done better? You know? Mm Mm-hmm. But um, on that note, I also did email our uh, my local gym because mm-hmm. I just I just have not had the time to get there lately. I'm usually <laughs> I want to quit the gym. <laughs> I want to quit the gym. I didn't even say I wanted to quit though. I just asked if I could just because they have an option to freeze your membership. I was like, mm-hmm. can I freeze my membership? Um, I emailed them. Hey, thank you for contacting gym name regarding our franchise location. <laughs> That's a, not even not even dollar sign location. You know, it's a, <laughs> yeah. our franchise. Your inquiry is now being processed, and we will contact you within forty eight hours. That was four days ago, <laughs> and they have not contacted me yet. Yeah. So, oh yeah, customer <laughs> service really is misnamed. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's customer disservice. That's yeah. my for the day. So. Uh, trying to stay on focus, though. I'm yep. not going to uh, rant too much. Yeah, I had a rant item to follow on, but I'm not going to follow on. Onwards and upwards. Yeah, right. <laughs> Take the high road. Take the high road. Whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> What's next on our topics? Uh, well, I did, I did have a... Well, I was doing some meetings with some vendors Uh, my business coach has recommended that i talk to vendors like my vendors more than i do Uh, because i'm like dude i already know what they do you know i am already buying their products and he said no what you need to do is you may hear of something that they're doing Mm -hmm. that you may get an idea to to offer as a service for your clients or even a new business or whatever and i'm like okay you know so I, i I, I'm paying for his. For I'm paying for his advice, so I oughta 
do it. Take it? <laughs> I ought to take it. <laughs> you know, he's charging me. I don't even want to say. It's, it's too much. But <laughs> but he's charging me enough that it's, in, you know, and, and, and he was right. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been meeting with vendors, and every time I talk to them, um, I either learn something new about the industry yep. that I didn't know, or yep. maybe I didn't understand all of it, or yep. and there's products. And they also tell me about products and services that they've got coming. And I may not have seen how I could leverage a product or how it could benefit my clients. Right. Uh, and I've even had like, uh, I met or I talked with storage craft and I didn't real I was looking at the pricing. And I was like, eh, no way. I'm, I can't sell that pricing to my clients. Well, I was looking at the wrong thing. It was actually very affordable. I was like, oh man, I can sell that. <laughs> you know what I mean? My clients need that for that price, but yeah. they didn't, they didn't need it for the price that I thought it was, <laughs> you know? Right. So yeah, like, no, I know that. I know that feeling. <laughs> I, I get that, but I, I generally don't find out as much uh, about new things and stuff from vendors as I do from other colleagues in uh, in various forums, both you know online and and physical. Mm-hmm. So that's usually where I'm finding out mostly you know new stuff is talking with uh, with other colleagues in the industry. Mm-hmm. But um, every now and then a vendor's got some idea, you know. But it's just like they they just usually present it like you know by shoving it down your throat hey you can sell this want to <laughs> yeah. buy this yeah I, I don't even know what this is why yeah. would i uh, you know so it's just it's kind of annoying and it it does irritate me when uh when a vendor is trying to sell me to sell their product and it's it's only going to benefit them they don't have any skin in the game they're like you have to buy a thousand seats and then figure out how you're going to sell that thousand seats i'm like uh-huh. uh what uh, <laughs> i sounds can't like a, uh, sounds like a almost like a pyramid scheme <laughs> <laughs> a legal with quotes around it pyramid scheme <laughs> if you buy all these mm-hmm. <laughs> so while i was talking with the vendor this week i did did find out that Google Suite, the G Suite, is is uh, is still free for up to six months for businesses up to 250 users. You can get a subs- I mean, you can sign up with them, and it's free for six months, which is a good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got lots of clients on that. I got lots of clients on Office 365 too, but mm-hmm. not a bad deal. Yeah, if you're inter- if your business is interested in looking at uh, Google Apps, G Suite, whatever, mm-hmm. try it for six months for free. Can't hurt. Yeah, yeah. I got in um, early on, you know, when it was free. And uh, I think I'm still grandfathered in the 10 users for free option or something to that effect. I think that's what we've got. And, uh, you know, for, for right now, the size of Paradigm is 10 licenses is sufficient. That covers me <laughs> and my, my crew. So we're good. Yeah, yeah I've got so. the paid for version because I wanted some add-on features. I wanted, like, the Google Vault getting archives and things like that. And I had to pay mm-hmm. for that. But I still mm-hmm. do have a free one, just like you said, from mm-hmm. um, another kind of side company of this company sublemon sublemon 
<laughs> Sublemon computer services. I don't know. Yeah, they didn't do so I, well. I, I tried that name. I floated it. The Sublemon <laughs> computers. Nobody would buy them. <laughs> Maybe a subpar or lemon. I don't know. Well, Adam, obviously you weren't selling it right. <laughs> yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> Um, you didn't do it right. Uh, your list sucked. <laughs> yeah. your... I was not providing fra- value up front. Exactly. Insert <laughs> insert dollar sign excuse here. <laughs> oh, so cool. All right. I saw, uh, well, one of my peers, uh, Seth Thompson, who's been on the podcast, who works with me. He sent me, I hadn't heard of the CIA hacking Notepad++. <laughs> plus plus. Well, not and, just Notepad++. Plus plus. <laughs> yeah. hacking, hacking a few other things, too. <laughs> one or two. So do you want to chat about our government agency? Hacking? Really briefly, um, my take on things is that uh, <laughs> it's not all that impressive. This, this, um, they say, I've heard this put on par with the Snowden leaks from the NSA. Uh, from what I've seen, it's not as impressive. And uh, we'll put one link in the show notes. Uh, but uh, Moxie Marlin Spike, who is uh, a very well, in, in, my, in my world anyway, very well-known security researcher and author of the Signal Secure Messaging Protocol. And the uh, his company makes the app. He says... Um, you know they haven't hacked us, uh, but you know th- their techniques are more along the lines of. Uh, um, it's more like they're 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 threatening you with a, a wrench and stealing your password. You know that that doesn't mean, that, that doesn't mean that they've hacked your computer. You know they they. So um, it, it's it's really interesting though. Um, I don't want to go into too many details about it, but I wouldn't really panic. Um, but yeah, there are ways that they can turn just about anything into a microphone. Uh, you know, your Alexa system could become an, you know, microphone. Your Samsung TVs could be used to monitor uh, your activities. I just muted mine just in case. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That, the, trust me, that helps. You know? yeah. Because the light, the light is not on anymore. That means it's not recording, right? No, it means that the light is not on. Um, these are not revelations, people you know we've known that all of this stuff was possible and uh people just don't want to admit it so yeah that's that's my big takeaway but uh there's a good article um We'll put a link into it. Uh, the, uh, the the title is "No, the CIA has not cracked uh, the encrypted chat app signal," and they <laughs> they haven't cracked a lot of things. So the big big takeaway I had was their their techniques are really they're they're pretty low tech. You know, mm-hmm. there, there are much lower tech techniques for circumventing the protections. Mm-hmm. So uh, like a real world example is um, they it, it, it's their carjackers. Mm-hmm. All right. They're cyber carjackers. Your car. So you've got a really fancy car. You've got a lock on it. You've got the club. You've got an anti theft system and you've got uh, an alarm and really strong locks. So what do they do? They wait until you're about to get in your car. You take the keys and get in the car. Uh huh. None of that fancy security stuff on the car applies in that circumstance, <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like tailgating. You know, you follow somebody in. How many times, if you, if anybody lives in an apartment complex or a condo, how many times when you go to walk in? 
you're fishing out your keys and the person in front of you who's going in holds the door open for you <laughs> right because they're trying yeah. to be nice right mm-hmm. but they don't know you know they don't necessarily know that you're supposed to be there but they're just being <laughs> nice because that's kind of in our nature so <laughs> yeah. this is the same sort of thing and it's what you would expect from spies you know that's the that's the kind of stuff that they're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. so so yeah well and you know keep it simple yeah absolutely (laughs) you know i mean that's one of my mantras when it comes to like you know finding solutions to problems or whatnot we're talking so so one of our clients is talking about um onboarding uh like a couple hundred new staff coming uh, in a few months Mm -hmm. and a request has been put out that prior to them signing on and signing employment contracts they be allowed access to the e-learning modules Mm -hmm. so that they can get a head start learn the policies and procedures and sign off on the training and hit the ground running okay so I said, so what's the what's the issue? Well, the issue is some of the e-learning stuff, which is online, also it refers to the corporate intranet. So to give them access to that, now they're they're still they're not employees. They've seen you know they've seen uh, training videos. Now we're going to give them internal access to our policies, and that requires an account. So these people are not yet working here, but now the proposal is we may need to give them a accounts to access the system mm-hmm. okay so now like well how do we do this how do we handle this securely and you know is this a violation of our policies and i said so what is the problem we're trying to solve well the issue you know back straight back back uh, backtrack a little bit is that it takes too long they show up on their first day and they're just overwhelmed with all this material that they've got to go through all these trainings and sometimes there are glitches and they can't sign on etc and i said here's an idea why don't you have them all come in one day sooner (laughs) and walk through a sign you up and train you session now peter yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so the, uh, the 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 uh, the head of the uh, security department there, the guy said, "Now you're starting to talk about this like it's a business problem, and that just like, we can't." Yeah. Do that. This is not a business problem. This is an IT problem. Yeah, exactly. What? Uh, no, <laughs> so you want these people to start work on the fifteenth? Guess what? They're starting on the sixteenth. They'll be here on the fifteenth but they're not really going to start until they've had a day to do all this training stuff. Problem and, solved. And are they going to pay them for that day that they're working free for them? Not an IT problem. Not it. Not, that's totally not an IT problem. You, you <laughs> HR people, you go you debate that one all you like. <laughs> so I, I, I wanted to share the humor that you had shared with me on when we were talking about the the cia you sent me yeah, the instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and, it, and it says uh my wife asked why i it, they forgot the gun said my wife asked why i carry around carry a gun around the house and i said the cia she laughed i laughed the amazon echo laughed i shot the echo <laughs> that's great yep <laughs> oh. uh-huh. 
Uh oh. Yeah. No. So. So you had. Yeah. A, I had a success story. You had a success story. I had what? a success story. Tell me about your success. My success is my Baltic Porter. Careful so now. You you uh, gave me some advice. You may recall this was the um, this was the batch that I started. Well, must have been was well, a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. and um, it had had a weird looking growth on top, which mm-hmm. didn't look like the standard yeast residue. Mm-hmm. And I was concerned about this. So your advice was to filter it, you know, basically strain it, get rid of all that cruft over there, clean out the keg, put it back in the keg and let it sit for some more time, Mm -hmm. which is what I did. And then uh, did the standard. uh, Oh, instead of adding the uh, sugar capsules per individual bottle, this was the first time, yeah, your advice that I boiled down the sugar and added the whole mix into the keg. Mm-hmm. And thumbs up. All Came right. Well. Bought my first bottle last night of this, and it was nice. Uh, as one is to expect from a, you know, a porter, it does have a slightly bitter finish, mm-hmm. which is not the best, you know, that's not, that's not what I go for. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, uh, the rest of the, you know, the 80% of the, uh, the other 80% of the experience I said, is, is so good that, yeah, I, know, I can tolerate that 20 at the end. So that's, that's totally cool. cool. But, uh, yeah, that worked out really well. It, it had almost uh, almost like a citrusy quality to it. Oh, nice. Not, yeah, not not at all unpleasant, but but it wasn't expected. You know, when, you, when you're holding up a thick black glass of, you know, tar-looking liquid, you don't expect <laughs> to get like a you know like a citrusy quality out of that which mm-hmm. uh, i did but it was good um so so i was very happy that we we did we i say we because you helped <laughs> uh, we did manage to salvage that batch so mm-hmm. i was happy about that on the other note um that uh, aztec cerveza that i met that i said you know tasted sour right mm-hmm. um I, g- I gave one to uh to a friend and he said this is awful like, taste this yeah he said it tastes like vinegar <laughs> and what i noticed is a couple of the bottles that i used were older resealable uh that i forget what the type is called with the built-in yeah the Mm -hmm. yes and i think the seals were probably bad Uh, okay that might have have had something to do with it um because i had one in a standard you know 12 ounce bottle that i had capped Mm -hmm. and it tasted fine okay it didn't taste weird or funky or vinegary or sour or anything like that so um i have six more in new Grolsch bottles that I got for Christmas, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they don't have the same problem. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but at least we've proven that at least some of these in the same batch did come out well. So I'm, uh, I'm happy about that. Cool. Well, I'll give you yeah. a, a little tip on the, um, on the Grolsch. So, so what I do, cause I've got Grolsch for my porters and my stouts. Mm-hmm. And, and what I do is, uh, you know, so when the bottle's emptied, I'll wash, I'll wash the bottles lightly. I'll pull the rubber ring off, rinse mm-hmm. it real good. And then, uh, I'll save it if it has not begun to expand. So like if it started to misshape, then I throw it away and you can buy a, a bag of those rubber seals at your 
at your brewing store. Uh, but the oxygen will penetrate those rubber seals mm-hmm. and push on through. So mm-hmm. it'll 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 create a porous path for things to come back in as they age. There you so, go. So that was probably you 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 figured it out. <laughs> the hard way. It cost me. Uh, I don't know. I got to check. It cost me at least two bottles. But uh, yeah, and these were not twelve ounce bottles. These were like you know pints or so. So so but, uh, so yeah, you it's a learning experience. So you have found the right way to make uh, Aztec vinegar. Aztec vinegar, yes, or <laughs> Aztec lemonade, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So you you got to tell me about I F T T T. Well, you sent yeah. me that. You said you said hey, or you said something about that. I thought Peter's hit his keyboard on something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At, at first, I I could have sworn we had talked about this before, but I probably am thinking of another podcast. <clears throat> so, um, Ift I F T T T. What is it? It is like um, automating workflows for cloud services. Mm-hmm. All right. Ift, I-F-T-T-T, it stands for if this, then that. Okay. All right. And it's very simple. You give it a, tr- a trigger or an if condition. And if that condition is true, then you give it an action. Mm-hmm. Now, the triggers can be any from a number of different online services, such as Facebook, Google Docs, Twitter, your Nest thermostat, Dropbox, Gmail, Evernote. and then the actions and the activities that you're doing, you know, the, the, the actions that they perform also can link back to those services and other things like smart light bulbs, mm-hmm. Philips Hue light bulbs. Um, so, uh, for example, some of the recipes that I have right now, if there is a post on the Blurring the Lines podcast blog, mm-hmm. I reposted in my Facebook feed. Oh, and it's in here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I need that. All right. Um, I do the same thing for my, um, my, my blog and the Paradigm blog. If a post shows up there, I have them go out via our Twitter accounts, for instance. So uh, I will post, like, if, uh, if I post a blog post to my personal blog, it shows up in my Twitter feed. If I post a blog post on the Paradigm blog, it shows up under the Paradigm Twitter account, the Paradigm Facebook page, my Facebook account, and my personal Twitter feed. Nice. So I've got these recipes to do all that. Um, I also have things like if uh, I publish a new tweet, I archive them. I archive all my tweets in Evernote. Mm-hmm. So anytime I post a tweet, I keep a copy of that. Um, because of the interest that I have, um, anytime our president posts a tweet, I archive it now. <laughs> okay. And, what's, what's really funny, though, too, is I also uh, adding to the same spreadsheet. And, and what happens is I archive it to a Google a Google spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. And I also do the same thing anytime there's a tweet by narrated POTUS. 
mm-hmm. narrated POTUS is someone who is following and then they narrate what the president says. <laughs> so, for instance, a couple days ago, um, among other things, at the real Donald Trump posted something like, we are on our way and we will hashtag MAGA. <laughs> And so the uh, narrated POTUS says, you know, the president states his intention to MAGA. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's just you got to be in the right mood. But whenever I read these things, they're so freaking hilarious. It's, it's great. So um, so I kept that. Of course, you know, I only MAGA in the sense of Krav. But yeah. Anyway. Um, but I have recipes, for instance, um, like if I pass a certain uh, location on I-93 South when I'm moving back and forth between Vermont or New Hampshire and Massachusetts, mm-hmm. I set the temperature on my Nest thermostat to 72 degrees. Nice. Because number one is if I'm going there on the way north, I'm still close enough that I haven't really broken its away home sensing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But when I hit it, when I'm southbound, it tells the nest, hey, Peter's coming home soon. And mm-hmm. when I get there, usually the temperature will be run around where I want it to be. Nice. So, you know, I have that. Um, I've got uh, Google Calendar reminders. So I live in a condominium and uh, we are five units and taking out the trash is a shared responsibility. Now, one way we could do it is since there are five garbage cans and five recycling bins, everybody mm-hmm. could be responsible for their own trash bin every month, you know, every uh, every week. Or alternately, we can just take turns. So once every five weeks, you have to take out the trash, mm-hmm. and then once every ten weeks, you have to take out the recycling as well right because recycling is every two weeks trash is every week nice so um i have google calendar reminders so that if i calendar event with blah 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 you know unit one trash week Mm -hmm. is uh if if that goes off it sends an email to me to tell me to go do that but if it says unit two unit three unit four unit five it emails them and it reminds them hey neighbor just so you know it's your week to take out the trash Yeah. So, so you know that's that's pretty handy. Um, I do things like um, oh, there's uh, other Twitter feeds that I feel like you know that I follow. I just archive them um, every day. I use it to uh, turn my light bulbs on and off. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, for whatever reason, uh, you know, I, I've got schedules on those, but I also have it uh, using location. So um, if I leave the area uh, based on the location of my phone, it will turn off the light bulbs now the hue app i have philips hue bulbs mm-hmm. um, they've added that capability natively now so i don't need to use that anymore i can just use the built-in app for that but i've had this capability for years before they had that cool so um, oh and anytime i uh, post to twitter with a hashtag of f at the end it posts that to my facebook feed also so if i feel like <laughs> posting something to twitter and i wanted to cross post to facebook i just hashtag f at the end and phew, goes to facebook as well that's pretty cool yeah so those are just a bunch of things you know just a a few examples but you could do so many more like you could if you find a new file in dropbox you could also save it into evernote or into google drive um it's just there's so many things going on on ift um it's really it's pretty amazing Mm -hmm. so um definitely um you recommend you check it out now there are some some concerns you 
are giving them access to your accounts and mm-hmm. giving them, you know, the right to post things and, you know, access your data and stuff on your behalf. So you want to take that into consideration because you are granting them, you know, you're granting a third party access to all of these online accounts. Um, but the truth is that, you know, most of us do that anyway. Uh, <laughs> if you've ever gotten one of those uh, logins, you know, when you're at some site other than Google and it's saying, hey, you know, this site is requesting access to your Google account or, you know, it's an OAuth mm-hmm. site uh, or, you know, some so-and-so wants to access your Facebook profile. You know, are you okay with this? So most of us have, well, I don't know, most of us, I'd say most of our listeners probably have seen that once in a while. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know about what, like, the majority of users in the world, how, you know, how they're using it, what, what percentage they are. But uh, you are giving a third party access to some of these. So, you know, keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's another thing I do, too, is um, if the temperature drops below a certain threshold, I have my Nest send me a message. So that's useful for my place up in Vermont if I'm not there for a few days and the pipes start to freeze. Yeah. I get a little bit of a warning that, you know, hey, the temperature has gone down below 45 degrees that's a problem and you know so i can call the plumbers or someone to hey go look at this before it becomes a problem so that's cool yeah so ift ifttt totally free service i don't know what their business model is i <laughs> i i want to think that they're getting money from the companies you know that they integrate with but i i really don't know because sometimes they integrate with just plain old free services so like really free free services not like um you know free as in you're the product services Mm -hmm. so as i really don't know how they're making their money but i've never cared to look that up (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know so this week we had uh well before we started the show you noticed that our website was down yes i did (laughs) so i uh which was very interesting because it turned out there was a there was a problem in one of the php pages that it wasn't it looks like the uh the end of the script was just not there i mean because it ended like the end of the page and in the middle of a comment and i didn't know what the original page looked like so i couldn't tell you if there was something beyond line 220 but with GoDaddy, something, something told you, made you made you think that maybe there was. Yeah, something tells me that there was, since it ended in the middle of a comment and there was no trailing PHP close. Huh. <laughs> so, so either um, a web or a uh, WordPress update occurred, or something happened at GoDaddy. So, but uh, I was able to quickly do a restore which was built into GoDaddy. I chose to restore from Monday which was good because I didn't want to restore before Friday because I would have had to re-upload everything to the website which wouldn't have wouldn't have been the end of the world but mm-hmm. it, I would, didn't really want to do that uh, but it came it came right back so that's well, cool that's good. so all that to say if you've got a hosting account make sure you're paying for the backup yeah have some backups <laughs> and, and, and just as importantly make sure those backups work mm-hmm. yeah there's that oh but, no we take care of all that they take care of all of that for me but and I never validate it but five dollars you know five dollars a month add-on fee 
sixty dollars it was worth my sixty dollars to there you go. hit the restore button and it came back <laughs> <laughs> yes yes so you that's always our, want to have a backup always so that's our our good advice now last week you had a trivia question i did and so the, 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 the question was what famous celebrity was trying to scam a uh, scottish comedian and the uh, answer to that question was Winnie Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Winnie Mandela in bunny rabbit ears. <laughs> yeah. In quotes. Yes. Uh huh. Mm hmm. So. so yes. So this week's trivia question is: Now that Adam has gigabit fiber at his house, what model? of the Sophos firewall is he using? <laughs> that is that is a trivia question. I had one more fun than that, though. We'll save it for next week. Save it for next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, do it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not listening to those guys again. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the puzzler this is not car talk where they're asking this week's puzzler yeah to do with cars i always yeah. thought that the, the, the puzzlers should have always had to do with cars but they usually didn't no and they were sometimes math and sometimes fuzzy yeah. math and oh i and, love and, math <laughs> and logic those were always fun uh you know in the trick question i can't even think of one right now but you know they were they were fun yeah but you had to wait a whole week yeah and that's crazy just like they, just like they do here <laughs> just like they do here yeah so we're just like car talk <laughs> except we're still both alive <laughs> yeah, both alive and we're not brothers not no no <laughs> do an we're, awful lot of similar things but we're not we're related not italian <laughs> <laughs> we are of not relation <laughs> <laughs> of not relation. <laughs> cool. Well, we got our nifty in. We got our trivia question in. We mm -hmm. stayed mostly on track and uh, gave something useful, I hope. So I think we should quit while we're ahead. Yep. Before, before we digress. Yep. Now, on that note, my uh, call recorder seems to have crashed at some point silently. <laughs> so nice. So I hope you recorded this. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. We Between two of us, somebody's going to get it. Yeah. That's why we have redundancy. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, I think it's time to uh, push the big red button. And let's hit the big red button. Big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.